The places Chris Seipel works are some of the most critical conflict zones in the world. But even in the U.S., one of the most religiously tolerant nations, there are cases of serious conflict. To help deal with these situations, there are interfaith councils, conferences, and committees all over the country, including Washington, D.C. My name is Jerry Surratt. I'm a rabbi. I'm also the executive director of the Interfaith Conference of Metropolitan Washington, which is the premier interfaith organization in the Washington area. The D.C. Interfaith Conference has been around for nearly 40 years. We represent 11 historic faith traditions. We go, I like to say, from Baha'i to Zoroastrian. At, at this point, we go from B to Z. We're we're hoping for the Adventists or the Antiochian Christians, or uh, we'll, we'll see. But it's a very diverse and very venerable organization. Last year, the group was called in to settle an interfaith dispute at George Washington University. One of the uh, students of the Jewish faith visited India, and uh, especially he visited the religious places and was very much impressed uh, by this symbol, which we call swastika. Nanik Lahori is a Hindu leader in the D.C. area and a member of the conference for the past two decades. Now, swastika in Hindu faith is a very auspicious symbol, and it represents our Hindu philosophy. So what he did was basically to educate the masses or to spread the positive message. He put the, that symbol on the bulletin board of the George Washington University. So he may have in naivete uh, wanted to educate, but obviously the response was this, somebody is putting a hate symbol because of ignorance. Some people, they got offended and they complained to the president and he was really dismissed uh, from the university. And the uh, president of the university, he bought the display of that symbol uh, in the university campus any time at, at that time or in future. This is where the Interfaith Conference got involved. The problem was the president saying this: there can be no use of a swastika in any context and no appearance of a swastika on our campus. That sends a message that Hindus and Jains and Zoroastrians and other communities, they can't use that symbol on campus. It ruins the welcome if the university is going to be a place not only of learning but of multiculturalism and diversity he's in effect saying we don't want hindu students to be on our campus and to use their own symbols that was the problem and rabbi sarada and the interfaith conference had a solution he along with other faith groups petitioned george washington's president through a letter writing campaign we in our letter to the university said we understand that the swastika has been abused, or a swastika, the Nazi swastika has, has disfigured buildings on this campus. But you can't, if you want to be welcoming, you can't forbid the display in any context with any motivation of a religious symbol that's important to a community. The IFC made a compelling case that the university had acted hastily. And uh, that particular decision was withdrawn and the student was reinstated. Uh, to the happy ending. This could not have happened without the involvement of the IFC. So that's where we came in. We came in as an, to try to help resolve the conflict. We've also offered to the university, as we would offer to anybody, to do an educational program. The cause of all the problems is ignorance. Those who get educated, including the president of George Washington University, now he has got the clear view of 
what the swastika is. So here at the IFC, we would like to really depend upon educating the masses. And to that end, the Interfaith Conference has produced a pamphlet, which, they hope, will help prevent future incidents involving the Hindu swastika. But as Rabbi Sarada is quick to admit, not every case is as clear-cut, and most don't have happy endings. He says, with so many different faiths, customs, and traditions, misunderstandings and misdeeds are inevitable— And with each victory comes new challenges. I think interfaith dialogue is a means, maybe the best means, to increase understanding across cultures and communities. But you can't blame Judaism for what Jews do. You can't blame Hinduism for what Hindus do. I mean, these are beautiful spiritual practices, and we are imperfect human beings trying to understand them and walk along those paths. So... I would say the limitation of interfaith dialogue is the limitation of human beings. (laughs) 